Welcome to the 24th edition of Newswrap. My name is Rodney Moses. Treasury has announced plans to scrap the fuel subsidy program in a bid to ease pressure on the country's budget. Treasury Cabinet Secretary Ukuri Yatani said continuation of the Kiti cooling peril Kenya's plans to cut debt accumulation, prompting the push to remove it in the fiscal year starting next month. Kenya has used the funds to cushion consumers in the wake of global rally in crude prices since last year with government allocating over 100 billion for the program in the 2021-2022 and the 2022-2023 financial years. The CS said discontinuation of the subsidy will free up funds to subsidize fertilizers and low costs for farmers, support the universal health care as well as free primary education initiative. This comes after the Energy and Petroleum Regulatory Authority EPRA increased pump prices by 9 shillings, pushing the cost of diesel, super and kerosene to new highs. A litre of super and diesel now cost 159 shillings and 12 cents and 140 shillings respectively, while a litre of kerosene rose up to 127 shillings and 94 cents. Kenya has spent 67 billion to stabilize pump prices in the current financial year and the amount is projected to hit 84 billion by the end of this month. Kenya's economic growth outlook for this year is expected to fall short from International Monetary Fund's target of 5.7% to 4.4%. According to JP Morgan analyst, this is on account of elections, closure of the eurobond window and high current account deficits. They said they see the downside risk to the 5.7% growth number IMF is forecasting as economic activity tends to slow in the lead up to elections. Due to slowing economic growth, tax revenue will naturally come under pressure. The 8.1% fiscal deficit target for financial year 2022-2023 could prove challenging to attain, especially in the context of ongoing fuel subsidies and lofty revenue assumptions. The silver lining, however, is that tourism receipts and remittances continue to surge, which should offer some support to the balance of payments. Kenya also faces sustained high prices of raw material imports given that it is a commodity importer rather than an exporter. And a government report has named State House, Office of the Attorney General and Department of Justice as the best ministries in service delivery. The Ministry of Devolution and the Development of Arid and Semi-Arid Lands, on the other hand, is the worst performing. According to an evaluation conducted on 21 ministries by the Public Service Performance Management and Monitoring Unit, none attained an excellent performance grade, while two attained a very good performance. A total of 17 ministries and the Office of the Deputy President achieved a good performance grade representing 75% while three ministries representing 12.5% attained fair performance grade. The report is also the latest on the evaluation of performance in government and covers the 2020-2021 financial year. The ranking was based on selected performance criteria that have a direct impact on service delivery. This included absorption of allocated government funds, absorption of externally mobilized resources, core mandate, access to government, procurement opportunities, youth internships, industrial attachments, and apprenticeships and corruption prevention.
Public servants including the president, his deputy cabinet secretaries, MPs and county executives will be put on the radar of the anti-graft watchdog for 10 years after exiting service. Executives of state-owned firms and other senior civil servants who leave office after being suspected of theft of billions of shillings in taxpayer money will also be trailed for a decade. This is after Parliament proposed additional changes to the Lifestyle Audit Bill that was approved by the Senate during its last sitting ahead of the August 9th general election. The Lifestyle Audit Bill, sponsored by nominated Senator Faria Ali Haji, mainly seeks to entrench integrity in the public service and offer guidelines on the vetting of state officers suspected to be living beyond their own income. The bill stipulates that a lifestyle audit may be carried out if there are reasons to believe that a public officer is living beyond their lawfully obtained and reported income and is unable to account for the source of their additional income. This will also apply to public servants who have retired and those that have quit state employment and whose lifestyles are not in line with their earnings while in employment. New changes to the bill compel all public bodies to cooperate with EACC whenever the anti-graft body is conducting a lifestyle audit. The new proposals extend the period within which a freezing order about an account which is the subject of a lifestyle audit from three months to six months. Kenya Airways has launched the country's first ever drone cage to be used for training unmanned aerial vehicle pilots. Through its subsidiary Fahari Aviation, the airline will use the facility for training and testing of drones and drone equipment. Fahari Aviation said it's positioning itself to be at the forefront of exploring advanced future technologies in aviation and at the same time promoting safe and secure usage of unmanned aerial systems in Kenya. Fahari Aviation is tasked with launching and implementing future aviation technologies and is part of the airline strategy of contributing to the sustainable development of Africa by championing new dimensions within the industry with the use of drones and unmanned aircraft. KQ's venture into drones is part of its strategy to diversify its business and reduce reliance on passenger travel. The carrier has for long been relying on passengers as the main source of revenue. They hope to see enhanced innovation, research and development of UAS technology in communities through interactive work across partners, corporates, universities, industries and individuals. And finally, a new study by Mozilla has revealed that TikTok is fueling disinformation and political tension in Kenya ahead of its August general elections. Mozilla made the conclusion after reviewing 130 highly watched videos sharing content filled with hate speech, incitement, and political disinformation. This contradicts TikTok's policy against hate speech and sharing discriminatory, insightful, and synthetic content. While the short videos shared by 33 accounts were in breach of TikTok's guidelines and policies, Mozilla Tech and Society fellow Odanga Madung said the videos were not purged from the short video platform, which is among the most popular social sites in the East African country. The study also found some of the videos garnered views that were more than the following of the reviewed accounts, suggesting that the involvement of algorithmic amplification. TikTok joins Twitter, WhatsApp, and Facebook as other social sites that have been blamed in the past for fueling dis disinformation and propaganda and adversely impacting ele election outcomes. TikTok attracts a younger demographic which the study says is easily influenced 
and can be swayed by the content they consume on the social app. That is all we had for you this week. My name is Rodney Moses and this is News Wrap. Thank you.